From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 520. We're back, baby. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. You know you're listening to this and you're thinking, but I heard you last week. Yeah, I was literally here last week, Mike. Uh-huh. But you weren't. Why? <laughs> Never was I. As mentioned, we recorded that episode in advance. So for me and Brad, in our timeline, it's been two weeks since we recorded an episode of The Ben Addict. So I'm happy to be back. Can I say I'm happy to be back on the normal timeline? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that uh, the, the podcast out of time was a weird, weird thing. It. Um, and we did not do <laughs> the best job no. <laughs> at recording it because I I just fail at like that whole getting into the headspace of doing the podcast at a time. It's just like I just want to talk like I'm in the future, but from the past kind of thing. It's a mess. It was a mess. We did. I did um, a, an average job uh, at it. And uh, when we normally do a good job at recording a podcast in time, which is what we're going to do today, Mike. Yeah, it's just much better for a show that is mostly news focused. That's yeah, like you know, like that's the thing for us. Like exactly, you know, as mentioned, you know, we spoke about the Mark III a little bit, and it absolutely mm-hmm. crushed by the time the episode came out. <laughs> it was funded within twenty four hours of us recording, which was then six days early. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> and then like we what we're gonna we're gonna of course we're gonna have to follow up on the Twisby Narwhal stuff that we talked about before, but it's like I don't even want to now because it's already like two weeks in arrears of happening, and everyone already knows. But I feel like in podcast continuation style, we need to at least mention it and go through a couple things, right? Yeah. So it, like that happened like I think the day after we recorded, so uh, which was as almost two weeks ago at this point. So it's like ah, eh, that's old news, but it's like well, we kind of got to touch on it, but. Uh, we're back. We're back on norm on the normal schedule. I'm back from vacation. I actually took a real legitimate vacation. Um, went to the beach, hung out, read some books, like literally did as much n- of nothing as possible. And I, I gotta say it was, it was fantastic. Like this is the first family vacation we've taken since like, you know, like a real vacation, not like a little weekend kind of thing with, you know, seeing other people kind of yeah. deal since I uh, look so since some great pictures. Mary Beth posted just some incredible photos. Yeah, <laughs> she does. She's such she, a good photographer. Oh my God. She loves, so she loves, uh, she loves taking pictures. Like yeah. that's her, her hobby. Like when, if, if she's home and she's off, she's usually thinking about taking pictures, if not sitting in front of her laptop editing pictures that she's just taken and yeah. does all kinds of things. So she's really, really talented that that way. And uh, that's just kind of her thing. She pretty much keeps it to herself, right? Like it's not a big deal. Like she's not like putting herself out there, but she really, she has a passion for it and she's really good at it. And it, it showed, I tried to share a couple uh, either on my Instagram feed or in the members newsletter, just some cool shots she took. But so uh, that, good, man. That's what we did. Like she's doing that uh, while she's doing that. I'm sitting on the beach reading a book. Right. So it's just like it was it was good Um, to follow up on the stationery that I took with me. I figured we would do a quick recap of what stationery actually got used. I knew I was bringing too many fountain pens. Right. I don't need four fountain pens for a non uh, fountain pen writing, drawing, you know, vacation kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. I just, I really, I used one fountain pen most of the time, the Fagianato PKS in orange um, that we talked about last week. And I wrote it dry. Like, that feels good, man, right? It's like, it's anytime you empty, and it's just a, you know, a cartridge converter type of situation. So it wasn't like a huge, massive ink capacity, but 
it was such an enjoyable writing experience inked with the the Bungo Khan Kobayashi Shizuoka Orange, aka the Bullet Train ink. That's what I call it. I'm the only person that calls it that, but it's a lot easier to remember. It's the Bullet Train ink as opposed to Bungo Khan Kobayashi Shizuoka Orange. Um, and again, we talked about this last week, but the experience of writing with that was great. It was a good combination. It was kind of the perfect little vacation diversion pen that I journaled with while I was there. Mm. The second thing... Was that what you expected? Like, did you expect that that was going to be like the, the like the standout? Yeah, I did. Because okay. it was the most unique pen that I brought. Yeah. Um, out of the fountain pen category, right? I there was I had there was no reason for me to bring four fountain pens on this trip. Sure, right? it was. So, <laughs> you know, you brought that. I mean, that's what I. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there wasn't another option. Let's yeah. let's be clear. There was no other option. But I understood even while I was packing <laughs> that I'm not going to use all these pens, but I'm taking them. You know, because this one I love and that one I want to try and this one I want to test the ink. And, you know, you make all the little excuses. All the pen addicts know all the little excuses you make to overpack your stationery, right? Like, it's super easy. Super easy to do. But I did use the notebook and the note cards that I brought. And I also, Mike, in last week's, a.k.a. two weeks ago episode, we talked about the tactile term Ultim Goods. I got those. And I brought those uh, on vacation. That was probably my s- most used pen. Aside from like when I was journaling, I was using the Fajinato fountain pen, right? Uh-huh. Otherwise, if I was writing, which I took a lot of short notes, quick notes, things, you know, um, you know, just carrying it around with you pen, EDC pen, the tactile turn, Ultim bolt action pen, I did get in hand. So quick review on that. Quick disclaimer, Will from tactile turn sent me both the Ultim in natural in the short configuration as well as the bayar knife the ultimate handle knife ah that's not sold out (laughs) they're 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 all coming back i think i haven't confirmed with will i am as not a knife person right like i i have a few knives right but like i think the last knife i bought was three or four years ago when I was at Drum Ghouls and they they have some knives there and they had a G10 handle yeah. uh, bench made. I think the model's called the Proper. Yeah. Um, that I just love. It's a very simple, thin knife and this Ultim knife is kind of like my platonic ideal of a pocket knife, right? As mm. someone who's not like way, way off the deep end into this stuff, I mean, for I am me, thrilled with this knife. The James brand Folsom Mm-hmm. knife is mm-hmm. that's like as good as it gets for me i, I freaking love my two of them now mm-hmm. um i have their original one their green one yep and uh i have the uh, ddc the the draplin orange yes. black one mm-hmm. i love them they're this so is good. thinner and lighter than that james brand which is what i really oh i have no doubt this. the james yeah, brand yeah, yeah. one is quite it's quite hefty uh, yeah, but it's still size. it's still normal. It's not mm-hmm. like overly big. Like it's it's a knife I would consider buying, right? If yeah. we're not a knife person, just give me something simple and beautiful and functional, right? And this is even more of what I would have wanted without knowing that I wanted it, right? Like it's a it's a two hundred dollar knife. Like let's not like beat around the bush here. This is a very expensive product. Um, but f- as far as knives goes, just like fountain pens, it's like people who are into knives say two hundred dollars. Eh, you know whatever you know like we buy you know more expensive pens all the time it's it's the same kind of 
you know, passion that, that n- knife enthusiasts have, like yeah. when they see the price, like if you're new to yeah. it, you're going like, Oh my God, that's crazy. Like expensive. Then if you're knee deep into it, like we are with pens, you're like, okay, I see it. I understand the price. How right. How much and are they? Cause it doesn't say in now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I know what in general that night, like nice made things are expensive. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm in enough hobbies at this point that I know that stuff can add up. Yeah, just just your Ultim keyboard tray, just that piece, how much would that piece cost? Oh, I don't even know, man. Like a couple hundred bucks just yeah, for the, like, the bottom. Easy. Yeah. So yeah. Like um so let's talk about the pen for a second now that I actually have it. It's it's great. It's it's it lived in my pocket pretty much for a week straight and it's exactly made for that right uh. so that's the the ultimate thing right it's it's a plastic and it's durable and it's lightweight and it makes for a good shell for a pen right it's a little bit wider than the standard tactile turns which i didn't realize until i got it i was like oh this is a little bit wider um i think you know just for a wall barrel wall integrity and structure purposes i think the pen has to be like crafted a little bit wider just for for that reason but it's kind of the perfect edc pin in that it's just ultra light but extremely durable and it's kind of checks both of those boxes which is pretty rare to do and the bolt i mean this is one of the best bolts going i mean listen to this yeah it's nice i mean it's just a rock and um, i gotta say yeah. like what i don't understand what i don't understand is people that buy the pen but get the black one yeah so like i guess we'll we'll talk about this in just a second but like ultim comes in two colors essentially right it's this amber what's considered the natural ultim color the translucent amber that's when you when i hear ultim i think of that and then the other ultim option when you're buying it at bulk to manufacture things from is black and yeah. the black doesn't pop like the amber but I think people really also don't like the amber a lot either. It's a it's a weird color. Yeah. Um. I won't elaborate on that. But it is. But like I love it because it's that orangish yellow. But I, mean, I know it a lot is of people. What you're buying. Yeah. You know, like yeah, but, that's what it like, looks like, and mm-hmm. so you you mm-hmm. get it because that's it's kind of not just a material. It's a color. It's right. It's both things. You know. I agree with that. Yeah. Even though it does come in black, when you say Ultim, I never even think black. Yeah. But I will say the black has matching black hardware on it. So like the clip and the knock yeah, nice. all match and it's it's really clean. Like I I prefer the standard Ultim, but I mean, I think the black is clean, but it's I mean, you know, the the consumers have voted, right? The the standard Ultima is sold out while the black is available, right? That's kind of yeah. all you need to know. Because really, it's just it's just lightweight, right? Like, that's what the black yes. is. It's just lightweight. It's an ultralight. There just isn't... I mean, I, that just doesn't have the same pull, I, I would assume. Because there are mm-hmm. a lot of lightweight materials. You get any black plastic, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. I like guess it ebonite. has an interesting texture, but still... It does. It's still got that same, uh, the, the tactile turn ridges, which I was surprised when I got it because they don't, like the original photographs, I couldn't tell until I like kind of zoomed in. You know, tactile turn's known for those, um, you know, cylindrical ridges around the pin. I'm sure there's a more technical name for it. 
and that's kind of like their their staple like every pen has that i was like oh are these ultims gonna have it and they sure do and it makes it feel great like again like this is like one of the better just edc type of pens if you just want something that you're not gonna have to worry about destroying and just can can take it and go i like i really love it i i put the it ships with the schmidt easy flow 9000 so it's it's the parker style refills and if i was gonna like really like hardcore edc it and i like worked outside i would put a fisher space pen refill in it but i put in the Jetstream, the sxr mm. you know the the platinum excuse me the parker style ballpoint the 07 which is just perfect for it so i i really really like it so yeah thank you will uh for sending me these um i'll probably have some reviews of them later but i will continue to take pictures and share them because i i'm really happy with them even though like you know i did get you know these are my uh i got these for free so will sent them to me and uh i'm would happily pay for them you know maybe i just need to go buy them when they come back in maybe i'll buy some and give them away yes, on the blog i generally like way. to do that yeah that's i generally good. that's my move right uh-huh. like i am so lucky to get these things but i also want to like support these makers that are so kind to me by actually you know giving them my money <laughs> well but the other so. thing you do though i mean we're looking we're inside the looking glass now uh mm-hmm. is what you've just done that's the kindest thing you can do is yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about the product. Right, and right. If it's good, I mean, that's the other part. It has to be good. But you talk about right. the product, right? And then if it's good, then other people want it because you yeah. are an influencer. Mm, a pinfluencer. We're, we're we decided I'm... Lost now, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, des- we decided... What did we decide? I'm not an influencer. What am I? I'm a tastemaker. Tastemaker, taste Michael. We, yeah. We prefer that. I prefer that yeah. term very, very much. Although don't... Don't um, eat the ink. We've been through this before. Do not. Yeah, please don't eat the ink. All right, so the next pen that I wanted to talk about is another Ultim product that came out last week and that I don't have in my hands yet, but I hope to uh, one day soon. The Shone Design Smoltum, <laughs> which is one of the greatest names ever. <laughs> I, I'm, I like that you like it. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's let's be perfectly honest. It's not a good name, right? Because it's hard to it's hard to say, yeah. but it's a very correct and fun and accurate name for it's what the product fun, is. It's fun written down. Yes. Yeah. I love I love this name. You know, I don't know that I. Even for someone like myself who likes to have fun with like products and and all of this stuff, I don't know if I could have like actually pulled that trigger. I would have called it the you know. Um, I mean, he does it kind of like the AKA, right? Pocket engineered plastics ultim, AKA the Smoltum. I mean, we're all gonna call it the Smoltum, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say Sean is great with this. Like, what was the? Is it Peak? Is that the little ghost yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. He, he named. That's he has the one at the names, top of my memorable list. names. Memorable names for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what this is is uh Ian at Shown Design made like full size eyedropperable Ultim pins. Again, black and the standard, you know, Ultim Amber. And this is a smaller kind of pocket six size pocket pin Ultim um barrel fountain pen, which is is really great. So it's a little small eyedropper guy. And I just adore it. So I still I'm kind of making a mental list for when I go to San Francisco. I'm assuming Ian's going to be there. If not, I'll order it. I I still want the peak first, right? That's I have the Ultim. I want the peak barrel, which we'll put a link in the show notes to the peak if y'all don't know what I'm talking about. 
and then the smoltum is probably after that but like I still want the peak ahead of of, of this one but I, I kind of love it and you know I like that these manufacturers are messing around with you know interesting materials ultims become very popular these days it must machine well enough for people to keep making things from it right like we talk about how when makers experiment with new materials not all materials are manufacturing friendly right like there's damage that can be done to either the materials or the machinery depending on the types of materials and ultim looks like it's kind of become a pretty good option to make things from so that brings up a question Mike from Naper Villain in my Twitch chat. Oh. Is Ultima fad? Ah. And they asked me this on stream yesterday. And I said, I'm going to hold that and talk about it. Since I knew we were talking about the tactile turn and the shown design, I said, let me take this on the podcast. Is Ultima a fad? And the answer, my answer, is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what people would think I would answer or they would think I would say no. It's absolutely a fad. Can I because, correct you? May I correct you? Sure. It's a trend. Okay. Is, uh, the is reason there much I say difference? This, yes. Fad okay. is a derogatory term, I okay. think. Like, okay. I think like, people uh, take it that yeah. way. Yeah, okay. That's just a fad. Like it's rubbish. Mm. It comes and goes. Nobody wants it. Like, like fad kind of has this idea of like, oh, it's crap, and like no one wants it, and mm -hmm. we're all gonna forget about it, and it's gonna be done. When no, like ultimate's just a trend. Like it's just popular right now because it's new and people are doing it with pens. Eventually, mm -hmm. it's gonna calm down, but it will remain an option that people will continue to use. Like it's not gonna go away. It's just it's just in vogue right now. I'm trying answer. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm just trying to think about my idea of Ultim as a platform for stationary. It is currently trendy and it is currently good. Like I'm not saying, tr tr like you're saying in a derogatory way, it's not trendy like, oh God, come, can we stop with this Ultim stuff? No, like I love it. I think it, there's a cap to it. I think it's limited. Yeah. Uh, just like just in the color discussion we're having, there's only so much you can do. Um, so it's never going to be crazy popular. And, and I don't think it's necessarily going to have a long tail either because there's going to be something else. Exactly. Um, and this is why I'm saying this, that, that you are like, for me personally, okay. describing a trend. Okay. You know, that okay. like, so that's it's just... I'm it's having its moment in the sun right now. Yes. But it's this this excitement's going to fade away, but I don't yes. think it's like then there will never be Alton pens again. Right, right, right. Right? Okay. I I think we're on I think you're saying what I I'm thinking. Yeah. I just I was thinking about it in a different way. I was thinking it I was thinking it of it more as is there like a termination point in Ultim? And there's not, but it's not going to be as popular as it is right now. Like Yep. In, you know, a year from now, right? It's like shimmer inks were a trend. Mm -hmm. And now that's calmed down, but it's not like they're gone. Well, but for yeah, but a while, have... everyone was doing them. I mean, they still are. Like, shimmer inks have a st have staying power that, like, Ultim does not have no, staying no, but power, right? They're different But categories. this is what I'm saying. It's like, the shimmer inks are still around, but it's not like all we're talking about anymore. They're just like, 
you can still buy them. People still make them. But they had that moment where it was like you couldn't move for people introducing brand new shimmering lines, right? Like, But now it's like, okay, this is just a staple of what exists. So right. like trends, like the, the items in a trend, like they stick around. Especially you look at like fashion and furniture, right? Something becomes right. trendy. People buy it. They still own it. Yeah. You know, where I feel yeah. like fad products tend to be like you just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like we all saw like fads when we were kids and toys and stuff like that, right? But it's like eventually it's just like nobody wants this thing and they just get rid of it. I'm trying to think of something that I would consider a fad in pens and I'm struggling with that at the moment. But if I think of something, Mm. I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. So like, and Alan's bringing up the point, like the real point why I think it's like a trend and doesn't have like this long-term thing unless there's some kind of like color additive that can be done then you know the the basic the two basic colors just they don't they have a limited shelf life yeah. of creativity like yeah. not they don't have a create a limited shelf life for my personal usage right like i bought the pen i love the pen i'm gonna continue to use the pen that's also the only one i need right sure. like i'm not gonna get the purple one or the swirly one right because it's not a technical a feature of ultim like if that becomes a feature of ultim then i think we're in business but Again, Ultim is not made for the pen industry. Like we have custom makers making acrylic, right? It's a it's a commercial product, and like I don't know that there's necessarily a need for them to make uh, purple or magenta Ultims as a as a business model. So we'll see. I would love it if they did because I love the material for what it is. Like that kind of very like tough to destruct plastic. Like I'm down with that. But uh, yeah, so there you go. All right, so what's this next we thing we, we got in recording. here? Yeah, someone threw this mm-hmm. in, the, in the Discord. Who was it? Mm-hmm. Ryan. It's a new Sailor North American edition with line characters. <laughs> you have nothing to say on this? You're always yeah. so excited about the bear and the duck. But <sighs> anybody else does it. Okay. Line is not in America. <laughs> but does it, it doesn't matter, though, right? It doesn't matter. Like, I'm confused. It's like, why is this a North American version when we don't even have line over here? It surprises me too, right? Yeah. These are good looking cute pens. So like, great. I'm pleased that they did it. They're amazing. Do do you know what I mean? The reason I'm saying this is like, you and me and other people that listen to the show have to try like loads of nefarious means to try and get our hands on (laughs) pens that look like this, right? These are really good. There's a duck. Uh, okay i scrolled down the instagram comments first comment cute indeed but is line even popular in north america crying laughing emoji doesn't matter (laughs) okay because this is just a duck pen and a and a bear pen i I, I ultimately that's what they are i'm I'm glad my initial thought was the initial thought of other people as well yeah it's weird right because yeah yeah there's kind of no they should have just done a a bear pen and a duck pen and left line out of the equation but they didn't uh, but now, yeah. like these are these are great additions, like color wise. How I think good, they look fantastic. How how good is this? The finial on this duck, like these yeah. are the most basic finials ever, it's and great. it's just glorious. <laughs> yeah, and these 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 have to be four hundred dollars, right? These have to be like crazy. I would assume so. What are these? Are these the full size? No, these are fourteen k. So they're the Pro Gear Slims. slims. Yeah. So that makes them three, probably three eighty. They have so, custom nibs, too. Yeah. 
they're they're fantastic. Like they're great. I have no qualms with the pen. Like it's great. Like I love everything that Sailor makes. Uh-huh. I don't know when the next time I'll buy a Sailor pen is. Like I bought one in Atlanta, and uh, you know because I could get it at a, a kind of like the the before price, mm-hmm. and like I'm good with that. It's like, am I gonna buy another one? I probably will because I love them so much. Yeah. Um, but it's like this one's interesting. <laughs> I merely I, wanted to great. talk about it because of the licensing thing. Cause I, yeah, this yeah. is what it was like. This is odd to me that they would like of all characters, you know, that this is what they mm-hmm. went for. And maybe it's just because like sailor has an existing relationship with them. I don't know. It's usually Lamy, right? The do line. Yeah. Lamy. Um, so so like, this is the, yeah. that was, this was my next question. Where does this discussion originate? I would be hard pressed to think that Sailor North America would would initiate the conversation, let's bring line pens to North America, I would think it would be the other way around where Sailor Corporate would be, hey, we have this line license and these pens are great. Would Can we do like a North American version, right? Like which I, direction do you think I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if went? at some point we see that this is the Japanese edition too. Like it's the same pen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And like just Sailor North America is bringing it over because it's a great design. Nope. Both pens available as North American exclusives. I was just looking for that. I so don't there it is. <laughs> I don't know why they did it. I don't know why they yeah. did it. But I like them. This'll this'll be the pen where the Asian market will be having to hunt down the options in the US. <laughs> yeah, see it's how you backwards. like it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's they pulled a reverse sailor on us. <laughs> yeah. I guess they did. That's funny. <laughs> It's really great. I, I really love them. I, I can't get over the, the duck finial. I don't know why. That just really speaks to me. It just helps that it's orange. So it's it's pretty cool. That's what I was all I had to say on the matter. I like them. Yeah, I I'm, think they look good, uh, but yeah, I don't know why I, they're I'm, buying them either. People yeah, it's, it's surprising. It's certainly a thing. I, it's okay. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, which is so incredibly easy to build. You don't need to know any code. You just go to Squarespace. They have these beautiful templates that you can get set up with. It's as easy as browsing the category of your business to find a perfect starting place, customize it in a few clicks, and make it look and feel exactly as you want so you can engage with your audience. You could do this by setting up a blog. They have these wonderful blogging tools so you can share stories, photos, videos, updates. Of course, this is what Brad uses. He uses Squarespace and with their blogging functionality mm-hmm. for the pen addict. You'll be able to categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. You can also sell anything with physical digital goods, doesn't matter what it is, Squarespace has the tools that you need to start selling online. So this can be uh, products, it could be content, whatever. Squarespace has you covered. You also have these great tools that you can use for insights so you can understand how to grow your business. If you ever wonder where your site visitors are coming from or which like channels are best for referring traffic, all, all of this can be analyzed in Squarespace. It's all built into their platform. And once you've got that data, you can improve your website, build a marketing strategy, and you can maybe focus some top keywords and stuff around your most popular products. Like really incredible stuff. No matter how much you want to get involved in, they've got the tools there for you, right? If you just want to have a blog, that's easy. But then if you want to add a store down the line, if you want to add email campaigns down the line, you can do all of it with Squarespace. It's a one-stop shop. It's perfect. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict. 
You can sign up for a free trial today, no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code PENADDICT and you will save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash PENADDICT. Then when you sign up, use the offer code PENADDICT and you'll get yourself 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. Michael, how Bradley. did you celebrate National Mechanical Pencil Day yesterday? Um, did you celebrate? No. And what do they mean by national? <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever nation you're in, I suppose. Yeah, it's just I mean, yeah, just genuinely, why isn't it World Mechanical Pencil Day? I feel like the only place where national is used is America, like mm-hmm. other places <laughs> would give it a more descriptive name and America's just like national, you'll get it. Yeah, you exactly, know? exactly. So this is one of those days, unlike Fountain Pen Day, which is great. This is one of those days where <laughs> there's like t- 10 things that the day is that, uh-huh. are, you know, it's like National Guacamole Day, you know, it's brought Independence to you by the day National in Guacamole Council. Council. National <laughs> Apple Turnover Day. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that's the perfect one, yes. Uh, National yes. Bikini Day, National Graham Cracker mm. Day. National Hawaii mm. Day, National Workaholics Day, <laughs> Pet Remembrance Day, St. Cyril mm. and Methodius, Zambia Unity Day, it's Ryan Shane's birthday, and Tavia Maori's birthday. Okay. Okay. I am. Uh, I did not know it was uh, National Graham Cracker Day, so I'm going to celebrate that later. <laughs> later when we get off. But yesterday I was streaming, and you know I got the hey happy mechanical pencil day. I was like I did not know these things, um, which you know it's a fun jumping off point to get me to talk about mechanical pencils and what my favorite mechanical pencils were, and we've covered this before on the podcast maybe last national mechanical pencil day mike maybe this is an annual event that uh really sticks in my head so i remember it every year which i don't but um i thought i would mention give a shout out to a few awesome mechanical pencils and i did a little tier ranking off the top of my head i didn't really like spend hours thinking about this list so i guarantee i left off your favorite pencil and i don't mean you i mean the the collective listenership yeah. i guarantee i left off someone's favorite pencil here and it was not on purpose it was that me uh making this tier list quickly because i think there's a very defined s tier mike um mm. and i think it's clear and I am not open to discussion, <laughs> really, for the S tier. After that, I think everything's up for discussion. So in the S tier, it's it's two pencils. It's the road for me. This is my list: Rotring six hundred and Spoke Design Model Four, and that's the extent of the S tier list. And that's how S tiers should be. S tiers should not be large and all inclusive no. and you know like complete. Right? They should be a very defined. Top of the list, then everything else is like a complete tier below these pens. Read pencils. It as steer. I have never done that in my life, but I really dislike you for letting me uh, have that yeah. visual now. So and thank I, you. It's what about no, the next tier? Then what's the next tier called? Is no it problem at all. That's A tier to uh, me. Like I get, <laughs> I have, do not have a problem with A tier, B tier, C tier, none of them. But S tier, mm. more like steer. Okay, well, I'm I'm always good on S tier, but I'm gonna call the A tier ATA. ATA. So the the Rotring six hundred, I just think it's one of the best products ever made. Um, one of these days, we're gonna do 
um, of the Pen Attic ratings podcast that we keep threatening yeah. to do that I do for Pen Attic members. Um, you know, I'm gonna have uh, a bunch of those, and then the Spoke Model Four is right there uh, with it as well. Which chat's giving me grief. the The Spoke Design <laughs> Model Four. Uh, the custom builder should be back up today as you're listening to this. As we're recording, oh, uh, Brian's uh, they, the parts the parts are going to be available hopefully today to like turn back on the customizer for that. kind so. of failed though, right? Because it was National eh. Mechanical Pencil Day yesterday. I don't know if you knew. You could have like, engaged in, on Instagram. Like, I don't have content the... Content engaged, you know? I don't have the nationaltoday.com calendar widget into my calendars to give me the list of, you know, national. You for Mechanical Pencil Day because okay. you own a mechanical pencil company. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, uh, I, we did fail on that because I had no clue it was National Mechanical Pencil Day. So those are my two favorites. Those are on S tier. On ATA, we have the Uni Crew Toga Roulette, the very specifically the roulette. Only the roulette, Kurutoga makes the A tier. Um, it's the best kind of. You want to jump into a Kurutoga, but you don't want the the basic plastic one. It's thirteen dollars, and it's a metal grip section Kurutoga mechanism. It's the best. Like uh-huh. I th- think it's my favorite Kurutoga bar none. Then we have the classics, the Pentel, um, the Pentel Sharp, the P series that everyone knows, and the Pentel Carry. Those are two very different styles of mechanical pencils both very unique and um you know great designs classic shapes um they they just kind of set themselves apart in just how long they've been around like these are pencils that have been around for 30 40 50 years maybe in the carry or the sharp one of them i think hit a 50 anniversary recently so yeah these are these are great um and then a surprise entry in the a tier i believe is the tombow monograph grip shaker this is a pencil that i reviewed that really stuck out to me because i didn't expect it's one of those pen pencils that i didn't expect it to be this good that Mm. i just kept using and looking at going huh this is really special like it's really really nice and a great great design then in the b tier um i have the uni shift pipe lock which is really a great pencil one of my favorites i think it's it's only down a tier because the upper barrels feel a little bit cheap so like it's a metal grip plastic uh top barrel which is common in a lot of pencils it just feels a little bit off sometimes in the shift pipe lock but in the way it works and the way it looks and the way it's designed uh, it's great and the pentel smash is also in the b tier it's behind the pentel sharp um, just because the Sharp has uh, so many more options, um, they do a lot of lot of fun stuff, more uh, lead grades and things like that. And uh, but the the Smash, it, it it's borderline A tier. But uh, I think that's kind of my just initial. Hey, let's take a pass at this quick tier rating for National Mechanical Pencil Day. And um, I I use these all the time. Like I I'm a real. I here we go, Mike. This is what here I want. You know what I want. I want, want a Pentel Sharp Ultim mechanical pencil. I think out of all the models that I've listed here, the Pentel Sharp, the P series that everyone knows, the P205, 203, 205, 207, 209, you know, that's the lead grade indicator. It's a skinny, lightweight mechanical pencil that would be perfect for Ultim. Like huh. they're a plastic barrel. I want an Ultim Pentel Sharp. So there we go. So let's bring the Ultim conversation all the way around. 
Um, so someone make that for me. Um, maybe we'll make it at Spoke. Who knows? Just that that's not that's that not can't a do that. or anything. That's, yeah, that's not a hint. That is a, that's a trademark <laughs> infringement, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that would look good, I think. Yeah. That pencil and that material is mm-hmm. the one out of this list. So what did I list? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like ten pencils here. That's the one that needs an ultimate barrel out of all this whole entire list. Uh Tombow could do it, but I think it would just be better in in the Pentel. So it'll it'll never happen, but uh, a boy can dream and it would uh it would look great on my desk. I would be loving that if I could get it. Pentel Smash is such a funny mm-hmm. name. I mean that it helps make the pencil, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a great name. Um it's technically accurate in what they design, right? So the grip section is made of these little rubber pillows, if you will. So you're really smashing down these little pieces of rubber in the grip section as you write. So that's the idea. And then they have, the way they do the knock is like a plunger style where they have, I don't know, it's like a little accordion rubber. So it looks like you're smashing it down. So they've, they leaned into the name and designed a pen pencil around it. And it's really great. It's a really great pencil. I I feel like you would be a Pentel Smash fan. Like for a non-mechanical pencil pencil user, like outside the Rotring, like that would be the next one I would recommend for you. Huh, okay. Yeah, it's just a a weird little pencil that is technically great. It's really, really great. So it's good stuff. All right, Mike. In the two weeks since we've actually recorded... Yeah. a podcast. Uh, I feel like we have to talk about the conclusion. I say that in air quotes of the Twisby versus Narwhal saga. Did you have a chance to read the the official statements put out that I linked in the show? And we'll have in the show notes in case y'all haven't seen them. Oh my gosh, I didn't. I'm sorry. Well, that's fine. It's shall I just read very... them? Shall I read it? Mm, no. Okay. Because it's very legal. Oh, ease. I did read this. I I didn't read this today. I read this when it came out. Two weeks ago, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought they were new ones. No, no, I read this. <laughs> I read this. Yeah. Okay, I figured as much. I was just gonna let it go, but yeah. Um, Twisby essentially backtracked everything. Yeah. Under, I'm gonna assume under legal pressure. The way that, the way this is written, you know, I I talked to some lawyer friends of mine. I was uh-huh. like, D- is this like what do we have here? Did this like go through lawyers and they're like, yeah, this is like a pre yeah. yeah, this is like a let's settle this before it goes any further type of documentation. <laughs> um, okay. Twisby like it's, it's okay. Like I'm glad we're done. Okay. That's, that's the big takeaway because Twisby didn't have a leg to stand on from the jump. Everyone seemed to know that except Twisby. And then Twisby doubled down by saying, hey, we're going to pull, um, you know, we're going to pull our products or we're not going to allow you to purchase future products if you continue to carry Narwhal. And that just made things worse. So Twisby yeah. does come out of this with, you know, they did not come out unscathed in the court of, you know, public perception, right? Um, Narwhal, for their stance, basically were put on the back foot just having to defend themselves. And I'm assuming, you know, instigated these conversations to 
for lack of a better term, make it stop. Like whatever Twisby's doing, like needs to stop because it's just uncalled for, unnecessary. Um, turns out, you know, Twisby doesn't have a leg to stand on. Shocker. Um, and we're kind of done. Like I think it's just kind of a wrap. So. If you're not familiar with this or need, you know, an update to the conclusion or hadn't seen these statements, we'll link the statements in the show notes. But they're they're not necessarily worth reading other than Twisby had some retractions, kind of apologized, mm-hmm. and took everything back, basically. Mm-hmm. And Narwhal's like, yeah, like, they pretty much had to, to do all that. And so we're back on to where everyone can order Twisby and carry Narwhal and... You know, we're definitely, I'm sure those two companies aren't one big happy family now, but at least like in the greater consumer and retailer space, Honestly, it's, it's done. this is the best way it could have ended. Yeah. Aside from never starting, this is the only way. That's, why, that's why I was very particular yeah. about what I said, right? Yeah. This is the best thing to have happened. <laughs> this is the best way this situation could have gotten resolved because mm. now it's just like, look, they done messed up, right? I don't know what yep. was going on at Twisby. I, I still say, like, they believed it, you know, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, obviously, it, it wasn't right to believe it because now they've agreed that, but they believed it. Yeah. Like, to them, it meant something, and, like, they were on one about it, you know, like, big time. Right. But it was clearly... <laughs> yeah, they were on one is a great way yeah. to put it. It was stupid, right? And now they've, right. they've eroded goodwill that they have, Um for kind of for no reason now. Uh, and so. Yeah, just, I, I uh, think that's a good way. To, uh, that's the terminology I was looking for. They've eroded whatever goodwill they had. And some people didn't like them anyway, just because yeah. of, you know, you know, existing, you know, manufacturing issues yeah. or whatever that I think have about been resolved. Like I'm a super huge Twisby fan. And like, now I think of them differently. Like I'm a little bit agitated, like that this whole thing happened. Um, that didn't need to happen. And like, you know, I'm going to still use Twisbees and, you know, still review Twisby pens and things like that. But it's like, man, I wish we didn't have to do this. Like, you know, no one likes this stuff. Yep. Um, especially when it was essentially like un- completely unfounded. Like yep. what happened didn't have to happen. So yep. to wrap it up, let's talk about two new products from one from Narwhal, one from Twisby. That's coming up soon. One out now from Narwhal, the school kill. I think that's how you say that. Um, this is a model that uh, Narwhal's had, and I didn't realize they did an annual edition, you know, like a, a big run, but like for the for the year, like the 2022 limited edition, and it's like 2,000 units that like all the retailers get. This is a really good looking pen and a good quality pen for $60. This is the Dragonet Sapphire Mike is this year's edition. My hang up with Narwhal and this is going to be my consistent hang up until it changes is I don't love their nibs. I like their nibs. I will use the pens. I don't love them. I think they could be better for me for the way I write. They are very they have very large tipping which makes the finest nib that they sell a fine and then even the fine kind of writes like a medium, right? And on 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 upwards, you know, the medium writes like a broad. And it's great like if you like that type of ink on the page knock yourself out you're gonna like these narwhal nibs for someone who likes extra fine nibs this is a tough sell for me to even go with the fine and you know i could always get it modified i understand that but in general i like narwhal's pens 
I think the real interesting thing that Narwhal does is the Ebonite barrel pens, like the more expensive pens. They have done some interesting designs. The Nautilus, for example, has an interesting ink window. It's like a round porthole ink window. I think they look kind of cool, rounded ends, and they use some different materials, different acrylics, different ebonites. They're much more expensive. Like they've been willing to just dabble up front with more expensive materials than like Twisby ever has yeah. uh, outside of a few like rare limited ones. Um, I think those might be more compelling for me to buy and get a nib grind done and say, hey, this is my Narwhal that I use that I like. So like the Nautilus Grand Rhapsody that I'm looking at at our site sponsor, Pinchalet, is this beautiful, is this beautiful material. And like, I don't know, I would probably really enjoy this pen, um, except I'm hesitant on the nib and that I can't even just start with an extra fine. So I do like them. Uh, the school kill, the uh, Dragonette Sapphire is really, really pretty. I'll probably end up with one of those at least to review uh, and, and check out. Twisby did a really smart thing, Mike. <laughs> they, after they announced the, had their, released their statement on, okay, we're, we're finished with this Narwhal stuff and we're retracting everything we've ever said. They promoted maybe the single most popular pin they could ever promote. And that's the Twisby diamond 580 Iris. <laughs> like to, we got a way to make you forget. Yep. I mean, if this doesn't make people forget like the past few months, I like, I don't know what else they could do. Maybe bring back Macarta or something like that, that oh everyone loved. But or that, the, uh, They'll do like, you know, they did the Republic of China, which they then made the oh, US the edition. They yeah. do it in like France or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like this is the way to, to this is this is the, the Monday release after the Friday afternoon press release. You know, bad news on Friday, Monday, let me show you all the new fancy stuff we mm. got. So that's what pretty much what this was. So, the, I mean, the Twisby Diamond 580 is probably going to be the most popular Twisby that Twisby has ever made, right? Like, it's, I don't know that the 580 is the most popular model. I'd, I'll never be able to know. I mean, I would argue it's probably the Eco, just from a price point perspective. But for what this pen is and how much people have enjoyed the IRS VAC, um, I mean, this this is how Twisby gets right back into the good graces, right? What is is there like a con, like a general consensus of love of this? Pen? Like, why why is this? Why are you? It's so the it's the um, the finish, the iris finish. So the the coating, the rainbow prismatic coating, like that's gonna that's what sells these pens. Just like we saw the like the Leonardo Memento Zero that Stilo and Stile did, you know these little prismatic touches throughout a translucent barrel um, really pop off the page, and and people really really enjoy this stuff. Like this type yeah. of anodizing, the rainbow anodizing, and you know the nib and all the different parts poking through. It it just makes for a big seller, uh, makes for a big seller in pen. So that's that's why I'm saying that this one will be extremely popular. Okay. So, yeah, so that one comes out, I don't know, a couple days from now? No, next week sometime. Next week sometime, like the 15th, I think. So, okay. There you go. So, now we can go back to talking about Twisby pens or Narwhal pens, maybe. 
Uh, who knows? But um, that's uh, a couple of their latest releases, and their beef is over with. Hooray for everybody involved. <laughs> Especially us. So we don't I don't want to talk anymore. about this anymore. <laughs> so I'm really happy. So Yes. Yeah, I, we can officially confirm that it was Brad and I who brought the parties to the table uh, oh, yeah. and dealt with this, so we didn't have to talk about it on the podcast yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, we got a, got them all in a room, said, y'all, hash it out, because we don't want to talk about this anymore. Sick of this conversation. <laughs> we were the mediators, yeah, the arbitrators. Brad rifled through Twisby's uh, product library and was like, you're bringing this mm-hmm. one back. Yeah, then I put on my PR hat, so we went mm-hmm. from legal mediation into uh, PR and said, all right, this is how you get out of this hole. Negotiate Rainbow anodization. That's yep. how it works yep. around here. All right, let's mm-hmm. do some hashtag AskTPA episodes. Episodes? Questions? Right. We'll do a couple mm-hmm. and we'll finish up today. This comes from Andrew. Do you expect the bot-compatible steel number eight nibs made by Magna Carta to take off or fizzle out? So I've, hold, I've held this question for a while. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to talk about it. And the answer is neither, right? This is a specialty product, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I was wanted to kind of address with the question they it's the posing of the question are they going to take off or fizzle like the number eight nib let's just say the number eight nib not necessarily from magna carta because magna carta is making these pens other makers make number eight size nib options are they going to take off or fizzle and the answer is neither right because they're a specialty product so they just by law they neither take off or fizzle right, right. the people who want them will get them and enjoy them. Is it and like that's they're big, their right? Limit. I guess is the thing. Yeah. They're like big. Okay. Yeah. So like they're limited in their options. So, you know, you can use it with like box fittings or you can buy it with like these Magna Carta pens. Like the pens look great, right? I think like the pen looks great. The nib looks great. Like everything about it looks great. And, you know, they have like the nice, nice ebonite feeds and everything about them is really, really cool but that doesn't make them like a crossover success, right? Because mm-hmm. they're just too big for a lot of people, right? So that prevents them from taking off, but they'll also never fizzle because they're technically great, right? Like what they've created is awesome. It's kind of like Ultim, right? The Ultim is is more of a takeoff than a fizzle, but it's capped, right? You're You're capped in how many of these you can sell. So that keeps it from like rocket to the moon type status but it sure as heck not going to fizzle because the people that are into this stuff uh, it's like are fascinated by this right like it doesn't speak to me because i generally the smaller the better for me in pins nibs everything so if i'm buying a big if i'm going to use a number eight nib generally that means i have to have a pin that's going to fit that and that just makes everything bigger and that's not what i enjoy writing yeah velociraptor in the chat is saying that they checked, they, they actually were there. Um, they had them at the Baltimore show, mm-hmm. and none of them would fit inside of uh, their shown Ultim number eight section. So, okay, it just so I have one of those as well. Fit. So, yeah, yeah, so maybe you're just having to buy Magna Carta pen yeah. barrels or having something made around these nibs, which I can see happening. Like, I've yeah. seen like Edison, I think, make some number eight nib some barrels to fit these nims, but I, I could be wrong in that. I think it's just yeah. something I saw in passing. But yeah, like they will neither take off or fizzle. They're specialty, right? And so yep. the specialty connoisseurs will love these. And it's good to see. Like you want you want to have specialty goods in like a really like particular hobby like ours, right? You If everyone 
that's why we have so many makers, right, that are making so many unique products is to fill all these little niches and needs that we want to test out and enjoy and see if we can make the perfect thing for us. And this is going to be the perfect thing for a lot of people, but it's not going to go gangbusters, nor is yep. it going to drop off the map. It's just going to be good for the people who want it. And Andrew asks, what is the closest thing to the knock code to Lula? I've been really enjoying just tossing this in my backpack, but I've been wanting to have two ready in case I want to have different setups on my day. I don't want it to be leather. I want it to be canvas or nylon or whatever material it was made for the not Kotalula with zippers. Uh, anything close that you would recommend to this? <laughs> he says, pretty much I want another Tallulah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is well, just a luck. great way to end it. Yeah, good luck because the only thing I could even remotely suggest was leather, which isn't even fair to answer mm. this question. But I, this is a product I own and a product that kind of reminds me of the Tallulah, but it's not really that way. Um, it's a superior labor leather pen and wallet case. They, they really call it their wallet case. Um, it's zippered. Um, it holds like three pins on the inside and it's a little bit bigger and wider than the Tallulah. It's also extraordinarily more expensive than the Tallulah. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. So um, there's been some poor designs. Oh gosh, I can't think of the company that made a really terrible Tallulah looking case, just like a two pin zip fold case. And a bunch of people bought them and they were kind of falling apart and they, they didn't go really well. Um, yeah, outside of that, I, Andrew, I apologize. I don't have a great idea for this. And so if anyone has ever come across anything like that with, with the zipper, the Tallulah is a very specific design that we made at knock and it was great. Like it was one of those is again, it's one of those designs. I genuinely wasn't sure it was going to work until I made it and started carrying it. And then I was like, Oh, this is, I think people are going to like it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was always been one of my favorite cases, and I appreciate that you like it so much, Andrew, and I wish I had a better recommendation for you. Like, I've seen some slim cases. They just kind of never add up to, like, the exact kind of thing that the Tallulah brings. So, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe one day I can work my magic with someone and we'll, we'll bring that back. But uh, until then, man, who knows? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Pan Addict. If you have a question of your own that you'd like to send in for us to answer, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA. You can use question mark AskTPA in the Relay FM members' Discord, or you can email it to hello at panaddict.com. Go to panaddict.com and you'll find the wonderful writings of Brad and his many wonderful uh, writers that we have over at The Pan Addict. So you can read some wonderful articles. Uh, you can go to spokedesign.com, where I believe by... Today, allegedly, allegedly, you can get um, yourself a wonderful mechanical pencil to celebrate <laughs> yesterday's National Mechanical Pencil Day. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Go, Brad streams on Twitch three times a week. Twitch.tv/slash Penaddict. Brad is at Dowdyism on Twitter, Penaddict on Instagram. I am iMike. I am YKE. Thanks to Squarespace for the support of this show, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>